0: So um, let's get started. Uh, Today, um, I first want to bring up um, D.D. Palmer. Uh, I've had some interesting uh, thoughts um, about D.D. Palmer lately. Uh, One of my interns came up with this interesting observation that I want to talk about. Um, So D.D. Palmer, here's D.D. Palmer here. And this is uh, BJ, and this is their son, uh, BJ's son. Uh, David Palmer, (coughs) Um, D.D. Palmer came up with a lot of the original foundational uh, thought processes of chiropractic. Um, He was not, even though he was the first to write about chiropractic, uh, he was writing um, sort of like a a, a newspaperish sort of uh, advertorial uh, kind of thing back in the late 1890s and early 1900s. He wasn't the first to publish a textbook. Right, so you may have heard about Modernized Chiropractic. That was actually the first uh, chiropractic textbook. I'll show it to you here. Modernized Chiropractic. Um, the first chiropractic uh, textbook was actually a two-volume textbook called Modernized Chiropractic by uh, Oakley Smith and Langson, um, and uh, I mean Paxson, Smith Langworthy, and Paxson. And it was a two-volume set that they actually published in 1906. So they actually, they were students of D.D. Palmer's, uh, or the three of them were medical doctors, and they actually beat uh, D.D. Palmer to the punch in publishing the first uh, textbook. Um, Also in 1906, D.D. Palmer did publish some things that never really got out in print and later on uh, became the uh, original volume one that B.J. kind of sort of gave himself a bit of credit uh, for as well. So he kind of put his name and his father's name on the work. Um, But It's a very rare textbook and not many of that was uh, was printed either. Uh, The first real textbook that was printed was uh, D.D. Palmer's 1910 textbook uh, in which he talked about tone. Uh, That was his first thing. Chiropractic is founded on tone, which I still think is relevant today. You know, neurology is really kind of kicking in that whole thought process now about how chiropractic is founded on tone. That was in 1910 and also around 1910 or so, B.J. was actually publishing the first of five volumes uh, of called The Science of Chiropractic. Um, that's where, where he started with his green books was, was really that, so it was D.D. Palmer and B.J. Uh, were kind of competing um, you know, for that kind of thing. But what I think is super interesting is, um, is this, that the three things that, B, that D.D. Palmer came up with um, we call it the three T's now. He didn't call it that back then. Uh, back then he called it uh, trauma, um, uh, toxins, and autosuggestion. Uh, but now we, we kind of change autosuggestion to uh, the three T's. So it's trauma, toxins, and thoughts. So between the traumas, toxins, and thoughts, those three T's, those are the major causes of subluxation. Uh, and that's what... Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's still correct which is amazing. Imagine someone coming up in 1890s and early 1900s and has came up with a, th- a thought process of how subluxations occur before there was x-ray, before there was MRIs, before there was a- any f- neurology study of you know, n- the nerve system and the- really dissecting the brain and stuff, and he kind of got it right, which is pretty amazing how, uh, how cool he was. and to come up with this kind of stuff. But one of my interns uh, was talking about this, and I don't know if he heard this from someone else or wherever he came up, I, I don't know where it, it is, but I think that, that there's got to be a fourth T, um, and that fourth T is, is technology. Uh, the fourth T is technology. So, uh, and it's not just this, like tech neck, right, and that kind of stuff. I think if you, if you really want to think about technology and the, cause, the, the problems it's causing, um, technology is, um, Technology is causing problems in the three T's, right? So first off, uh, looking at a cell phone like this, or a, an iPad, or a computer, your head is down. So you're going to get tech neck. You're going to mess your shoulders. If you're using your thumbs, you're going to get this tech thumb uh, kind of thing. You know, so that's the first uh, thing that technology would do. Yes, it will cause a physical trauma. But the second thing I think technology does uh, is it also causes um, like an emotional trauma. Uh, trauma. Uh, here's a study that shows 6 out of 10 people find technology stressful. You know, There's a lot of emotional trauma because of the speed with which we now think that the world has to run. Right? Uh, you know, I remember when uh, computers were first uh, brought out, um, uh, I was in high school, uh, and they were taking over this one... I was about to graduate high school in 1981, and they were putting together this room. They took over this one r- uh, room... And they were bringing all these boxes with these, it was these big white boxes with this apple on it, each one of the boxes. Uh, and I remember going up to one of the, uh, the, the people who was putting it all together that I, I was friendly with, and I said, what is this? And he said, oh, this is a, is a computer. Now, a computer uh, before, uh, in my brain, uh, I don't know if you ever saw computers in the 1960s and 70s, uh, but computers were like the size of this room, right? And uh, my father worked at an air freight company, and uh, he showed me the computer room one time. And it was a room this big with fans. You couldn't even talk in it because it was just fans like blowing to keep it. And it was all these real to real things. And he had this card that was the size of like my iPhone here. And he would put this card into something over here, and it would punch a couple of holes in it. And then he could take that card and put it somewhere else in that room or a different room. Uh, and then that would actually produce some sort of data. And it was totally, like, remarkable. This is like the early hard disks before they actually had the, you remember the floppy disks and stuff? That was like the early ones were actually pieces of paper or cardboard. Um, so remember him showing them this huge room, and now they're saying, this is a computer. I'm like, this is not a computer. And he said, yeah, this is called a computer. It's called a Mac by this company, Apple. It's never going to go over. I remember him saying, this is never going to go over. This is just a fad. Um, I said, well, what's the point of it? And the point of it is to give us, make us less, have less stress and to ha- use less paper, which uh, it, now looking back, it's now like 40 years later, and I don't really see either one of those things happen. If anything, I think we're, we're, we're maybe a little less paper, uh, but I still think we're using a tremendous amount. We're cop- chopping down trees for all these stupid catalogs we keep on getting. Like, I keep on begging these catalog companies to stop sending them to me because I don't want to kill all these trees so they can send me a catalog that I'm never gonna look at. Um, so that's the first thing, but the, the second thing is that we, we're, he said like, it's gonna save time, like time. Like now what, is, what has happened is it's made actually us have to go faster, right? Because now when we're texting, we're instantaneously expecting a response. We're texting, we're like, okay, where's the response? Or we Facebook messaging, where's the response? We want something instantaneous kind of thing. And we're always looking at our phones or at our computers to see if we're getting an instant kind of response. So it's actually quickened everything so I think that the that the, the technology has created more stress than ever before and then the third T if we go back to the T's right the third T of of chemical stress um, chemical stress in my brain uh, stands for not just chemical stress like something you eat or drink but what about like each and every one of you who has a phone a smartphone if I took a picture right now of the EMFs going into each one of your smartphones right there'd be lines going into each one of your smartphones. And if you have a Mac or Lenovo or Surface or whatever, it's going into that too. So there are all these lines, like, burrowing through this room all over the place that are chemically, you know, weakening us. Um, Like we talked about when we talked about preconception a few weeks ago. So I think that, you know, if we want to change this drawing here, physical, the, the trauma, toxins, and thoughts, we have to add here technology, but technology actually causes these three also, so I think technology actually creates a huge significant issue you know, as well. And, I, and I, that's to me why chiropractic I think is so important um, because chiropractic is very much, it is like one of the last pure things out there where we're using our hands or maybe an instrument, but we're using our hands or an instrument to adjust someone, it's very natural, right? How many places do you go that people actually touch you? Right, unless it's massage, which is okay uh, and helpful, but it's not as amazing as chiropractic. How many places do you go where you actually touched, where you're allowed in their space, right? Because imagine like the space that you go into—that's a private space—in a child when someone hands you a baby or hands you their kid or or even themselves. That's a very private space. When you go into that space, you're breaking a, a boundary that. For most people, when you're walking in, in a mall, people like, you know, moving away to get away from you so that they don't, you know, everybody's got like sort of a, a ring around them, this sphere. We're going into that, right? So, how pure is that, right? If you think about how gorgeous that is that we're able to, to do this, whereas most, if you, not that it's bad or wrong, but most health practitioners, unless they're body workers, uh, most health practitioners are sitting across from you, talking to you from across the desk showing you an MRI, showing you a CAT scan, showing you a printout of your blood tests or whatever, and they're not actually touching or really going into your space. But we're allowed to go into their space and that's why I think we're so effective at helping them with the three or four T's that D.D. Palmer first came up with back in the late 1800s and early 1900s. So if you think about like what we're doing even though obviously what we're doing now and the way we've taught this class this quarter, um, you can see that it's very different than the more aggressive. Like Dee Palmer said, "I racked the spine of Harvey Lillard." Right? That was his original wording. We're not doing. We're not teaching racking, right? Uh, as an adjustment technique, you know, we're teaching gentle, you know, s- sustained contact and Logan and infantile headpiece and activate. We're teaching a lot more gentle, you know, kind of stuff. Even the full spine stuff that we taught you is still very, very gentle. But I want you to think about this because. We're still doing the same basic stuff and still going into the sphere of that person that we did in 1895. Whereas, like a, a lot of other you know, uh, professions, don't look the same, but we kind of look the same. A little less aggressively, maybe, a little more specific, um, maybe using instruments that weren't used back then, uh, but we're still super, super gentle and right in that sphere of influence, and we're still working essentially on the same things that, we were, that they were working on back then. And that's, to me, what is so cool about chiropractic is that even though I think we've progressed tremendously with our advent of functional neurology and all that kind of stuff, we're still really deep into our roots of what we used to do and what we we first started as, you know, years and years and years ago.